everyone, and welcome back to 4.0 Life. I want to put out a PSA announcement. <laughs> Duh. A apology, because last week it sounded like miserable. Like you couldn't hear me in the beginning, and that's mainly because a couple things. On Sundays, when I really could sleep in and savor every moment, I was up at five o'clock in the morning and I was like, let's go record a podcast. So yeah, I thought I was being loud enough, but clearly I wasn't even with my big mouth. Right. And even though I'm downstairs in my studio and my husband and my son are sleeping upstairs, I was like, maybe they can hear me and epic fail on my behalf. So apologize, apologize. This is why podcast episodes can't be recorded early in the morning. Apologies for me being really muffled and quiet and you having to crank up the volume. You were probably like, what's wrong with her? Nope, just that it was really early as it is again. I don't know what's going on with me. I think it's like my pregnancy, but also during the week, I'm up at five o'clock anyway. So I think I'm just on this like reoccurring, I don't know. This is when I go to sleep. This is when I wake up type thing. So I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee, but I'm calling it a hybrid. So yesterday I tried this new coffee brand called Boss Coffee Company. And for those of you here in Jersey, it's based in Oradell, New Jersey, a small mom and pop. Caitlin is the owner. She opened her coffee business over quarantine because she had a skincare boutique, shall we call it, um, salon. And during quarantine, everything closed. And what do you do? So she said, well, you know what? Everyone drinks coffee. Everyone's always going to need coffee. Let's step it up. Let's make gourmet coffee. And I saw that my girl on Instagram, what's up Wyckoff? She really gets the best, the best of Bergen County goodies, whether it's food places, coffee businesses like this one. So what caught my eye was the label said hot fudge sundae. And I love teas and coffees that mimic a food item minus the caloric intake, right? So I'm like, let me give it a try. Plus, I'm supporting a mom and pop and I could really turn this drink into something fabulous because I am a known latte drinker. Like that's my jam, Illy, espresso, espresso (laughs) before someone's like, it's not espresso, espresso powder. Um, And then I use my Coffee Mate Peppermint Mocha. And that's my jam. So I tried the coffee yesterday. I threw it up on the blog, thequeenbuzz.com. You can check out my review. So this morning what I did is I made a hybrid. I frothed my milk like you would for a latte. And then I added a espresso shot worth of the vanilla coffee from Boss Coffee Company. And then I added my peppermint mocha. So I have a vanilla peppermint mocha latte coffee (laughs) hybrid. (laughs) And the other reason why I like the coffee is as a pregnant mama, you have to watch your caffeine intake. So this is a little bit better than my normal espresso shot. But I also been windling down my caffeine intake. So instead of like a full shot of espresso, I'm down to a quarter, which I know some of you are like, what's the point? Um, the point is, especially when you're pregnant, you can't go cold turkey. You can't do it. I had a day and a half of major headaches from caffeine withdrawal, and I just spent four minutes talking about that. So we're going to get on with the topic. Okay. And I have a runny nose, which is great. 
So one of the things that I had brought up in a previous episode and I was just like side chatting was I wanted to talk about things that define us because in today's world, we, not everybody, but there are some people that are quick to judge and then they call you a name or they define you and I'm air quoting, they define you and it is totally not who you are. And in order to 4.0 your life, meaning ace your life, make it the best why not truly understand certain things that you do or eat? Yes, eat. Maybe that's what defines you and not the so-called person who just is miserable with their life and they're judgy Judy, you know? Judgy Judy, that's a new one. So I'm really sorry. I'm like, this coffee is so yummy. Mm. Coffee break was sponsored. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. So the first thing, There's three things I want to talk about, and it goes with the title of the episode. Um, Sleep pattern or sleep position. So how you sleep, how you eat your pasta, (laughs) we're getting there, and what ice cream flavor you eat and how it defines you. So don't get nervous. Don't worry. Um, It's all from the internet, so it could all be a bunch of lies, but maybe not. All right. So the first sleep position we're going to talk about is the free faller. And I'll describe that sleep position and then the personality traits it comes from. So the free faller is if you are someone, you lie on your stomach, which I never have been a stomach sleeper. So that's not my jam. Um, With your hands up by your pillow and your head turned onto the side, like you're skydiving. So it's also known as the prone position, which for me, I'm like, yay, because anatomy, physiology. Um, and it seems to be, they say more that the Gen Xers or, and the millennials, this is their way of sleeping. So they say that the personality traits, so your sleep position, if you're a free faller, you sleep on your stomach with your hands at your side and your head turned to one side, obviously you're not shoving your face in the pillow because who sleeps like that? Um, maybe like Jason or Freddy Cougar. Um, these free fallers don't take criticism well and tend to be brash, bold, and outspoken in nature. I don't know a sleep person like that, a free faller. I'm going to have to like go around the office and ask people how they sleep. <laughs> all right. The fetal position. So we, we all know this. And as a pregnant woman, I am f- I'm not forced to sleep this way, but as your baby grows, they recommend sleeping on a side, obviously to help the baby. So fetal position, you lie on your side with your knees bent towards your chest, curled up like a baby. This is the most common sleeping position among Americans. So 47%. Oh, wow. And it's more common with women than men. I can get that because how many times do you have to yell at your significant other and just say, roll on your side, you're snoring, right? Because they're always on their back snoring logs. So if you are a fetal position sleeper, what does this say about you? It says you are sensitive at heart and people who report sleeping in the fetal position may show traits of shyness and introversion. So I'm definitely not shy or an introvert. Um, Sensitive at heart, 100%. I'm such a sensitive person. Like if you say something and it really hits home, oof. I will say though that I'm not really a side sleeper. I'm a side sleeper because I'm pregnant. (laughs) All right. The yearner. What is this one? What? You lay on your side with both arms stretched out in front of you. What? What? 
So I'm on my side and both arms are stretched. Like you better have like a super deluxe king size bed because if you're sharing a bed with someone, like you're in the way. So it says boomers are more likely to sleep this way than millennials and Gen Xers. If you're someone who sleeps on your side with your arms stretched out in front of you, a yearner, you are open-minded, complex, and cynical. Wow. Well, I guess so because cynical in a sense, like if you sleep like you're a zombie or like you're coming at someone in your sleep, makes sense. Some sources say yearners can be slow in making decisions, but are resolute once their minds are made up. Wow. All right. The log. What the heck is the log? (laughs) You lie on your side. Oh my God. All these are side peoples. You lie on your side with both arms straight down. If that sounds uncomfy, the stats would agree. 6% Americans report sleeping like a log. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Maybe you have a good core because I'm just saying if I sleep on my side and both of my arms are at my side, like on my side, I'm going to fall over. I don't know. I need to like tuck a hand under a pillow or something like that. But this makes sense that the people who sleep like a log are easygoing, social, and trusting of others. Log sleepers are more likely to consider themselves to be healthy. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, here we go. <coughs> it's usually two or three. Um, but yeah, I guess that makes sense because maybe you have a strong core so you're healthier and you could just like hold that position. Uh, I feel like it's like a floating plank position. <laughs> All right, let's get into some more interesting. The soldier, you lie on your back. Okay, here's my back sleepers, but with both arms down by your side. Uh, Not so popular position. 11% of Americans sleep this way. Um, Although sleep lab studies show that most people, 62%, actually start out laying on their backs before ending up in any other position. So what that could say for you is maybe you have multiple personality traits. Soldiers are quiet and reserved. They may hold uh, both themselves and other people to high standards. So, yeah, I guess that's me. I do like to sleep on my back. But I have a 10 – I'm I'm looking for the one that really – here we go. Here we go. Never mind. I found this. So I think I'm a hybrid between a soldier and this next one. This is called the starfish. You lie on your back with both arms up by your pillow. Men are more likely to sleep in the starfish position than women. I'm – yeah, I do that. I don't know. It's just comfortable for me. Um, I feel like I'm stretching. So starfish sleepers tend to be selfless, giving people always ready to lend a hand or a listening ear. Yeah. So I'm a hybrid. I'm definitely a hybrid, the starfish and the soldier. So those are all the positions of sleeping. Um, there are – I've never heard of the yearner, but like definitely makes me think about who's a yearner and who's cynical and who's not. <laughs> but that's – you know, it, I guess it makes sense because mine is comparable to my personality. I don't know. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is, so in the title, as you can see, it says sleeping and how you eat your penne pasta. Now I know you're like, how does this like define me? I have always noticed this with myself and I don't know why I do it. And I started to think that I was different or I don't know, but then someone else said they do it too. So I asked people when they eat penne pasta, whether you're home or you're out, because sometimes the setting can change. Like if you're out at a restaurant, you know, sometimes you 
don't always go grab the uh, <clears throat> wine glass by the top. You grab it by the stem and you drink it like, you know, like you should drink wine proper. Um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes you eat pasta like spaghetti. You might ask for the giant spoon and you're not just slurping all over the place. But then some people just don't care. But my question for you is when you eat your penne pasta, okay, do you stab it, right? Scoop it. And when I say scoop, like some people with a fork or a spoon will scoop it up and just hope for the best that they get a bunch of pasta. Or do you, like me, slide your fork prongs through the noodle? I know. I know. Okay. So let's get into this. For me, I think I do a combination of both. It depends. Like I will start out doing the fork prongs because I've noticed one, I eat slower that way. And two, depending upon, it depends upon the sauce. If it's a penne vodka, like it's a thick cream sauce, I definitely go for the fork prongs through the noodle because you get more of that sauce inside the noodle. And when you bite down to it, it's like a jelly donut. So you get like the noodle and you get the like scrumptious, yummy sauce inside. Towards the end, I'm just stabbing it. Like, just let's do this. Let's eat it. But I've never scooped pasta with a spoon. Like, I've never done that before. Like, maybe if you're scooping up the end and you take the fork and the spoon, you marry them and you pick it up. But I've never, ever, ever done that. So I wanted to see what some people were saying, like, with their preferences. And um, someone said they slide the first and last prong of my fork through the hole in the penne. Each of the two prongs get one penny noodle each. <laughs> um, she doesn't know why she does this. She's just compelled to do it. See, like I I don't like have to have it on a certain prong. I just – I go. I go. <laughs> um, someone says, I usually eat penne pasta with a spoon. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Someone says, I usually stab, but when I feel playful mode, I slide through. Anyway, there's just one rule with pasta. You must enjoy it. That's true. You're so right. Just eat the pasta, right? Um, in Italy, normally short pasta as penne, they are stabbed. Uh, bigger ones as big as macaronis are cut in half and then stabbed. Okay. I mean, yeah, if you're trying to be like fancy at a restaurant, Right. I just, I, I would never scoop it when someone said they scooped it. That's just so weird. I have to like poll people. I want to ask people, like, if you guys don't mind, because this was more of like a question based and how it, like, it doesn't really define you. Like, here's how I see it. If you're stabbing your pasta, I don't know. Like, are you an aggressive eater? Is that what that means? And then if you slide your fork prongs through the noodle, are you more aware of because I know I eat slower when I do that so for me I'm like okay let me take my time let me eat my pasta and I enjoy it thoroughly more because I get the sauce like I said embedded um and I don't know if like you're scooping your pasta or are you just trying to eat and be done with it like are you a fast eater like there's so many ways to look at this and I'm just curious how everyone feels so I'm gonna throw it up on the Instagram for Panoi in life. And I'm going to ask you guys this question. And then obviously you'll either listen to the podcast prior and know what I'm talking about, or you're going to see this and be like, what the heck is she doing? And you're just going to answer it anyway. But I'm really curious to know the percentage of listeners that how they eat their pasta. So do you scoop your pasta, your penne pasta? Do you stab it? Or do you slide your fork prongs through the noodle? I know. Now I want pasta. Dang. 
All right. So the last one I'm really excited about because I've always had this debate with people and it's always a question I feel like on dating shows or like they'll even put it on apps. I've never been on a dating app, but my friend was and I was like, why is this a question? I'm taking a coffee break again. It's so good. So good. Boss Coffee Company. Yeah. All right. And I've always been nervous to see what this says about me because I do have a preference. I'm not going to tell you my preference till the end. I'm going to read them all off and then I'm going to see if it really does match because I haven't looked. I don't want to read ahead. I don't want to know. So one of my cravings in the beginning of the first trimester was ice cream. I love ice cream. I can eat all 24-7. However, it's changed. I'm not craving it as much, which is so weird. Um, I don't really have a specific craving for this pregnancy and I am having a girl with my son. I craved clementines. But during the first trimester, I just wanted ice cream. I don't know. Maybe because it was like creamy and cold. I also admit that I eat lactate ice cream. Um, one, because when I am not full lactose intolerant because I'm pregnant, I am lactose intolerant with milk products. So like heavy things with milk tend to bother me and yogurts. Um, but, but, and I'm not advertising this because I, I want everyone to go and buy it because that's what happened in the past. Lactate ice cream is so much better than regular ice cream. I swear to you, it tastes creamier. Like some people are like, oh, it tastes weird. It's not like when Parliament milk, remember the box milk? It's not when that like that came out and it had like a distinct taste to it. There's no distinct taste. It just tastes like you went to a, like a creamery and they made the ice cream and it's that dang good. So if you're going to try it out, it's fine. Just don't buy it all because I have to eat that type of ice cream, you know? All right. So here we go. What ice cream flavor, what does it say about you? And I have to ask, um, when I have Sadie on soon, I have to ask her because we talked about this. All right. So for all my people who love vanilla ice cream, some people might consider you a little basic, but they just don't understand classic beauty. You appreciate good quality and minimalism. You're not an anxious or stressed person. You find peace and balance in the everyday and enjoy living in the moment. See, I always said that. And for me, my argument, and vanilla isn't my favorite, but my argument for vanilla is you can start with vanilla as a foundation and do whatever you want with it. Any type of toppings, any type of syrups, um, sprinkles, like you are laying your foundation out. You are a strong person. That was my understanding of vanilla. <laughs> okay, chocolate ice cream. You lead a life <clears throat> Excuse me. You lead a life of joy and self-love. While you have strong opinions about things, you are always open to exploring new ideas and different experiences than your own. You probably live somewhere cozy and warm with lots of different kitchen tools you've collected from various friends all over the world. That's so weird. <laughs> I just always like found people who love chocolate ice cream, like they are happy people because it's just like chocolate's so good. It's so good. It's so diverse. You can do so many things with it. Yes. This one is a controversial one. I'm very interested in reading this. Strawberry ice cream. Don't hate it, but prefer it in a Neapolitan mixture. Strawberry ice cream friends. Your friends would describe you as fiercely loyal and energetic. You're always the one who wants to go out after work or school, even after a long day. You enjoy working out in the morning and have a deep love for animals. Hmm. I wonder if it's because there's something like healthy in the ice cream. So that's how they figured it out. <laughs> coffee ice cream. You're an introvert who's often found reading in coffee shops alone. 
You love being by yourself. Your ideal night is taking a long walk and maybe meeting up with a friend from college and having a good conversation over a beer. Interesting. So I feel like they just took like your typical coffee drinker and like submerged that into what an ice cream person would be. Hmm. Mint chocolate chip ice cream. So my husband likes this one. You're pretty cool to be honest. In high school, you might have not been the most popular kid, but you hung around that crowd. You're a balanced person. You like running and watching football, but you also love going to see a play. You're loved by everyone and just want to have a good time. That's true. He He's not like a crazy football fanatic, but this is like, this is definitely him. That is point. Like, yeah, he, that's good. All right. Cookie dough ice cream. You are resourceful and crafty. Your home is filled with DIY projects you found on Pinterest and you're always throwing low budget parties for your friends. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It means you're just like savvy. You are drawn to bright colors and big patterns, but you're not a loud or over. You're not loud or overly extroverted person. You probably love dogs. Huh. That's a good one. Um, so there's cookie dough ice cream I just read. And then here's the other one, cookies and cream ice cream to be a little different. You're smooth and personable with a sense of humor. You don't take much seriously, but love to learn and grow with whatever you're doing at the moment. You're not one for following trends, but you always seem cool no matter the circumstance. That's a good one. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Caramel ice cream. So I guess anyone of you who likes the caramel blended within, you have a deep multifaceted soul. You probably enjoy yoga or meditation and work a job that challenges you. You love cats and your wardrobe probably includes a lot of black things. While some might be intimidated by you, you're actually kind of shy and are generally a caring person. Oh my God, that is so true. I know a person who really likes caramel and ice cream with it and that is spot on. That is bananas, but it's caramel. Rocky Road, you're adventurous and love being outside. You dream of owning a motorcycle and traveling across the country. You've had some ups and downs in your life, but you like to think positively. When there are campfires, tents, and stars in the world, things can't be so bad. Hmm. Pistachio. While initially you might come off as reserved, off as reserved, excuse me, you really have a strong, unique personality. You are creative and complex. You might live in a city now, but always dream about moving to the country and starting your own farm. You are boundless and attract like-minded people. I need to know if that's true pistachio people because that's really like, that's really specific. Oh, what is this? One ingredient banana ice cream. So I've never had one ingredient banana ice cream, but if this is your jam, you are freaking brilliant and probably super healthy. This is true. Maybe you run marathons in your spare time or write award-winning books, probably both. Everyone loves you. Your face has been the inspiration for many, a butter sculpture at your local state fair. Well, yeah, because if you mastered how to make one ingredient banana ice cream taste good, then yes, I totally agree with that. Bubble gum. I feel like this is more kids, but maybe not. You probably just learned how to ride a bike. <laughs> okay, here we go. And enjoy watching mom and dad chase you around the neighborhood. Your favorite movie is Minions and you want to grow up to be a soccer player. You're really mad at Billy right now because he wouldn't share your favorite toy with you at daycare last week. Billy sucks. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, bubblegum? Like, yeah, kid. Um, if you are someone who likes sorbet over ice cream, we still have a description for you. You are very in tune with your body. You listen to and respect yourself even when people make fun of you or when it's hard. You love having plants at home, succulents, or a garden, maybe, if you live somewhere with lots of green space and you don't like clutter. Hmm. Okay. 
And here's the people who don't like ice cream. What does it say about you? (laughs) Isn't this funny? As you look into the dark abyss that is your life, how do you feel inside? Is it a cold, sad place? It is lonely. Is it lonely and maybe a little dangerous? Go get a scoop of ice cream and feel what real love tastes like. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so this is was posted by Ariel uh, Nutson. She is a features director. She lives in Los Angeles. Um, basically, says where she eats. I'm sorry, where she hangs out with her cat and eats lots of cinnamon rolls. This was on the website for anyone who wants to read it. Kitchen K I T C H N no e dot com. And just this is what your favorite ice cream flavor says about you. So that was published in 2015. Maybe there's been updates, especially with 2020. But for me, I said I tend to roll between chocolate ice cream and coffee as my favorite. Again, it says like the thing that describes these, I'm an introvert. And I think for me, an introvert in a sense that I don't mind being home, like I like to be home. Um, I don't always love to be by myself, but sure. And yeah, having a conversation. I don't drink beer, so mm, no, maybe over coffee. And then the chocolate ice cream is 100% me. So I I love life. And I do have very strong opinions about things. Uh, I love to explore new ideas, experiences. Um, I live cozy and warm. It's not always warm here in Jersey. Not always warm. And kitchen tools, not that I've collected from various friends, but because my husband is a chef. So Yeah. And that wraps up today's Let's Slice You Open and Understand More About Your Personality with Your Sleep, How You Eat Your Pasta, and Ice Cream Flavor. Again, how are you going to 4.0 life if you don't know what type of personality you lead by the things you do and eat, right? True, true. So again, as always, I do want to, my throat, my God, I do want to thank all of my listeners here in the States, Ireland, Canada, Nigeria, Brazil, Russia, Germany, Poland, Morocco, Sweden, France, Belgium, Hungary, Australia, and Singapore. Thank you, you guys. For those of you, wow, I'm losing it. I'm getting bad. Those of you looking to listen, other than the platform you're listening, I'm going to roll off with all the places you can find me, Anchor.fm, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. Those are the fabulous places you can hear me. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Bye, guys. 